Good morning, and welcome to the Bible for Breakfast podcast. My name is Nick, and I'm a person who believes that Jesus has the answer to all the things wrong in this life, and the Bible is a way for us to learn about Him and how He is the answer to not just this life, but the answer to having a full and abundant life. That's the purpose of this podcast and why I want to start our day with the reading and thinking about Scripture. Today we are reading 2 Peter chapter 1. Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who have obtained a like precious faith with us in the righteousness of our God and Savior Jesus Christ, grace to you and peace be multiplied in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, seeing that his divine power has granted us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and virtue, by which he has granted to us as precious and exceedingly great promises, that through these you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped from the corruption that is in the world by lust. Yes, and for this very cause, adding on your part all diligence, in your faith supply moral excellence, and a moral excellence knowledge, and a knowledge self-control, and in self-control perseverance, and in perseverance godliness, and in godliness brotherly affection, and in brotherly affection love. For if these things are yours and abound, they make you not to be idle or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For he who lacks these things is blind, seeing only what is near, having forgotten the cleansing from his old sins. Therefore, brothers, be more diligent to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. For thus you will be richly supplied with the entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Therefore, I will not be negligent to remind you of these things, though you know them and are established in the present truth. I think it right, as long as I am in this tent, to stir you up by reminding you, knowing that the putting off of my tent comes swiftly even as our Lord Jesus Christ made clear to me. Yes, I will make every effort that you may always be able to remember these things even after my departure. For we didn't follow cunningly devised fables when we made known to you the power in the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. For he received from God the Father honor and glory when the voice came to him from the majestic glory. This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. We heard this voice come out of heaven when we were with him on the holy mountain. We have the more sure word of prophecy, and you do well that you heed it as to a lamp shining in a dark place, until the day dawns and the morning star arises in your hearts. Knowing this first, that no prophecy of Scripture is a private interpretation. For no prophecy ever came by the will of man, but holy men of God spoke, being moved by the Holy Spirit.
there are a few things in this chapter that really stuck out to me. So, first of all, we look at verse 3, and he's talking about the divine power that has granted us all things that pertain to life and godliness. And what that triggered in my brain was that the work has already been done. God has already paid the sacrifice, the price for us to be able to do, for us to be unshackled. And that price he paid for the whole world. So everybody in the world has the ability or has the price or you pay for them so that they can come to know Jesus, one, come to live the abundant life that he has called us to live. And that's number two. And the idea is that all we have to do now is we have to walk in that. We have to start uh, claiming that and bringing it on the brass tacks. We have to start living the life or becoming the person that is that. So if you want to be someone who is wealthy, you have to start living the life or doing the things that a wealthy person does. And that doesn't mean that you're spending a million dollars on a jet plane. That means that you are starting with the foundational financial practices of a millionaire. Now, there are plenty of books out there. One of the ones that I've heard plenty of, I've never actually read this book all the way through, but The Millionaire Next Door is a great way to start trying to capture some of that mindset from what I've heard. But more than that, it's about trying to start living the way that God wants you to live. And then what can happen is that as you're going forward, especially in the Christian life and trying to be the Christian God has called you to be, that you can start to get bored. And that's where Peter says in verse 10 that uh, to be more diligent to make your calling and election sure. And really what that means is kind of like working out your salvation or it's um, with fear and trembling. It's about acting like you could lose your salvation. And the idea is not that you can actually lose it, that, that you can negate God's debt that he paid for you. The idea is that... Um, you keep on working on who you're supposed to be. And if you keep working on that and you keep looking at Jesus as your model for that, you're going to always see where you don't measure up. And that's not meant to discourage us. That's meant to encourage us to keep working over and over and over again until it happens. So, and, and what are the things that we need to keep working on? He outlines it in five, six, seven, and 8. And that is um, to have in your faith supply moral excellence. And in moral excellence, you need to give it knowledge. And in your knowledge, you need to give it self-control. And in the self-control, you need to give it perseverance. And in perseverance, you need to give it some godliness. And in godliness, you need to give that brotherly affection. And in your brotherly affection, you need to give that love. For if these things abound, or these things are big, they make you to not be idle or unfruitful in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that, I don't even take that, expand it even more, that makes you not idle or unfruitful in anything. If you can add diligence, your faith, moral excellence, knowledge, self-control, perseverance, godliness, brotherly affection, love. That if we can add those to everything that we do, and if you can, I would... Just put that on your wall. Tape it up there. I'll put it on your phone. Remember it. That if we do those things continually, we'll never be idle. We'll never be unfruitful. And we can know that we 
that our calling and our election, that who God wants us to be and that God has saved us, that we can know that by doing that, we can make that sure and that we will never stumble. Because even if we fail at something, that by doing these things, it will work out to our good. And as I alluded to before about reminding this, Peter even says this in verse 12, to not be negligent to remind you of these things, but you know them and are established in the present truth, which means don't forget to remind yourself of this constantly so you always can remember what you're supposed to do. Let's pray. Dear Yahweh in heaven, your name is life. Let your kingdom and will be done in my life and in the life of those around me. God, you said you would supply all my needs. Please help me to continue to rely on you. And as I rely on your presence, help me to forgive all those who hurt me intentionally and by accident. Because you forgave me all my sins and wiped my slate clean so that I can then be that way to others. Help me to be focused on you so I'm not tempted by things that are not of you. We ask this, Lord, because you are the creator of all things, and we know that there is nothing you can't do. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much, and have a great day.